Hello and welcome back to our second part of our safe sex yeah. episodes. Hi, hi. So um, our first part was talking about generally what we've got up to in Shag Week, so Sexual Health and Guidance Week, Kate yeah. Leeds. Yeah. Um, but this time we're going to be answering your dilemmas and we got really exciting questions from you guys the response was amazing and um we've got a real gp to email us and answer them for you so thank you guys for being so like open and honest and yeah it's really exciting but it is worth saying before we like properly head into the dilemmas that although we are offering this service to you we always recommend going to see a gp Um, definitely she can give you so much more information that's very specific to you she can check you out and everything which obviously we can't do because <laughs> she can only give answers based on what you said which isn't all the information you kind of need to get a full diagnosis so yeah this is just general kind of sweeping advice definitely i think the answer to all of the questions is go see your gp because it's yeah. always worth it always worth it because they can they'll like know you better and they can check you out and everything yeah exactly is, yeah. sounds like fun which is always fun <laughs> i do i feel like we both understand that particularly being a student it can be an effort it's effort and embarrassing and like there's a lot of reasons yeah and also i think there's definitely i think we might have talked about this in the other episode but there's like a weird kind of idea that the doctors don't really want to hear about it but they do that's their job so yeah there's a weird idea that people feel weird about talking to their doctors about it's a bit like i don't know talking to your mum about it some people are weird about that as well you know exactly but um from what uh, the lovely GP said, she was definitely happy to see anyone about anything like this. She was even saying like she'd yeah, she wishes she could have had this conversation in person. Yeah, she says that everyone who she responded to, she really wants to actually chat to them. Um, and she's an absolute angel for doing this. So, yeah. so much thanks towards her. Yeah, definitely. But before we properly head in, we should say that although <laughs> this podcast is open to everyone, and we want to say a massive thank you to particularly all of our friends and family who've been like so supportive about everything. Um, it's maybe not best for everyone to listen. Some people shouldn't listen to this. Yeah, some people <laughs> in, in particular. <laughs> so, we got a, a little anonymous entry. A confession of sorts. A confession of sorts, exactly. <laughs> so, and I can guess exactly who that is, <laughs> saying, my younger sister has started a podcast where she talks about sex, and I'm really uncomfortable about this. I listen to it every week, out of support for her, and she's doing really well. There are some things a brother should never hear, and I desperately hope I don't get subjected to it again. Sorry, so, you're getting subjected to it again. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's definitely from my brother Rory. So, <laughs> thank you for always listening, but I'm going to carry on, so... Yeah, I think... Um, Maybe just subscribe and like all of our episodes, even yeah. if you don't listen. Just keep giving it a five-star rating, and then we'll yeah. accept the fact you're not listening. Exactly. I don't think my brothers listen. Yeah. I kind of... I When I first posted on Instagram, I was like... People I've dated and my family members, please don't listen because it's just too much. I was just too excited about it, you know? Like, I was like, everyone listen to me all the time. <laughs> and, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Sorry, Rory. So, warning, this podcast does mention sex. So, if you don't want to <laughs> listen to either of us talking about that, then yeah. maybe just give us a five-star rating. Yeah. Next episode, we'll be, be back anyway. to moderately good behaviour. Yeah, we'll be just having a normal chat. Yeah. Because obviously we're giving up all of our structure this time because yeah, we're, we're just talking again. about your dilemmas because our very loose structure seems to be going out the window a lot. Yeah. So let's crack on and get right into your dilemmas. 
So the first question is, I came off the pill two months ago, just missed my period, and I keep taking pregnancy tests, but they're still coming. Up, they keep coming up negative. So why have I missed my period? Okay, so Tricky. GP response. So what we're going to do is we're going to do GP response and then our well, reaction like, yeah. to it. Look, we've still got to get our opinions in there. We're exactly. very opinionated people. <laughs> it's our podcast. Yeah, you know. So. Um, so. GP said, it is not unusual for there to be changes to bleeding patterns after stopping hormonal contraception, but it is also important to remember that not having periods does not mean that there's no risk of pregnancy if you are not using any other contraception. It would be worth seeing your GP for them to discuss your general health. It may be worth considering hormonal blood tests. It may not be anything to worry about, but just go have a chat with your GP. I feel like that is very good advice because then, like, if you get a blood test, that gives you the peace of mind that it's like definitely not just the tests definitely. Like, you over. I do think that it's not something to get overly worried about. I know so many people that have had such weird experiences after coming off the pill. Yeah. It could also be like if you're on a pill that um, completely has stopped your period, you may have even. Um, just like lost like a if you lose a lot of weight sometimes that can stop your period or there's a lot of so many different things that can cause like irregular bleeding yeah so don't be like really really worried about it it isn't massively uncommon but definitely go check it out just for peace of mind and i feel like the fear the fear of being pregnant is just like not worth living with (laughs) i feel like every girl has a major fear of getting pregnant though i think even if there's no chance of it happening i think even before i had sex i still had like i still had like in my head i was like maybe i'm pregnant definitely maybe like somehow so i think it's just a thing that like you don't even have to be like at a good amount of risk to be like absolutely terrified of yeah i feel like it's just something that you're installed in though that's installed in you rather that (laughs) as soon as you miss a period it's like pregnancy this is it (laughs) pregnancy (laughs) terrifying although I don't think I've ever like fully missed a period I think obviously when I was younger they were a bit all over the place but I've never been like two months Mm. so pretty blessed pretty blessed Um, the next one kind of links to that a bit more scary a little bit more scary someone asked how do I get an abortion okay so GP said you can refer yourself to NHS termination services in Leeds so this is if you're based in Leeds um, without seeing a GP first for all the information in one place have a look at the sexual health website she's recommended the Leeds one but obviously I think there's a general one for everyone's area Um, and you will find the pregnancy icon Um, click that and through it you will get the contact details of the services including phone numbers these services are completely confidential. If you have any questions about anything, you should always go see your GP. Which I like that is yeah. like very kind of solid advice. I have nothing very, really to add to that because I'm like yeah, very solid. Advice. Definitely, there's not really an opinion on that. It's just like medically. Yeah. Definitely, I think it's worth learning before you get in that kind of situation. Like what you should do. Yeah, an abortion is a really scary thing, and I, all I Absolutely would say terrifying. that if you do end up going through with it, make sure that you have the right emotional support behind you um even if you don't think it's that deep it can really affect people in ways that they don't expect yeah and i think it can be like a long-term effect so i think yeah it can be really traumatizing or whatever just make sure some people know i think the nurses make sure you have someone to like yeah and they do you do have (laughs) you do have regular checkups and everything as well but just make sure that you're very open and honest there's lots of services particularly if you're a student that will help you through and just tell people about it. Don't be ashamed of it. I, th- I think a lot of stuff like that, it's, like, really essential to know who your support are. Yeah. Like, even it doesn't have to be your best friend, because sometimes you have friends with different things. Like, you have your serious friends and not serious friends. 
So you don't have like... to tell everyone everything. 100%. This is something that I've come to the realisation of quite recently. Big realisation. It's tricky though. Because I feel like if you're the kind of person that wants to like... Overshare. <laughs> I was trying not to use that word. <laughs> that word. That word. Um, but it I think... is tricky to figure out who the friends... Although I feel like the older I get, the more I realise I definitely have a different like friends. Because I feel yeah. like... When I was younger, I definitely had, like, I'd just tell everyone everything. Yeah. But now I'm, like, I have these friends for this thing, and I have, like, friends I go to, but I'm, I like, think, on the verge. I think sometimes you need to kind of, like, dip your toe mm-hmm. to see if yeah. they're that kind of friend. Like, I've got a couple of friends that I would say are, like, all-round friends. Yeah. You could tell anything to. But there's a few that you need to, like, test out saying something a bit deep, and if it goes down, like, you know, really badly, yeah. or it feels weird or awkward, then just, like, be like, oh, it's a fun friend. Yeah, I think, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think there's nothing worse than when you go to someone like needing support with something, and then they like oh, devalue you. No, nope. and it's so, like I'm just gonna, I, like it make it's the most horrible feeling. Yeah, and they just don't you don't really feel like I don't know when you have a deep conversation with someone and it goes really well, you feel like it's like a warm 100%. sensation inside, and you feel really yeah close to someone. But when it goes down badly, it makes you feel yeah. really detached. Yeah, so but I do think it's good to know like. Mm. I feel like those experiences are good to know because then in future you're like... Yeah, you know you have that person to go to. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, yeah, definitely when you're considering an abortion, the emotional side of it is very, very important to consider. Indeed. So let's move on to the next one. Yeah. This one I think is really interesting. Uh, I have a lot of opinions. Is it necessary for your partner to be aware of all your sexual history, excluding obvious STDs you might currently have? So, the GP's advice... It is worth considering checking for sexually transmitted infections every time you change a sexual partner and every time you have symptoms affecting the genital area. Keep up to date with testing and discussing testing with partners. It's a way to ensure that the risk of infection is kept to a minimum. You can discuss testing with your GP and at sexual reproductive health services. Any discussion on each other's sexual history otherwise is up to the individuals involved. I feel like that is very good advice (laughs) i would say if you can't discuss uh, the person you're going to have sex with sexual history you shouldn't be having sex with them yeah i think although it depends what they mean by sexual history because i know some people oh not like a list i'm just saying like if you yeah if you don't feel comfortable being like when was the last time you were checked yeah then you shouldn't be having sex with them and if they're (laughs) weird about it then you shouldn't be having sex with them because they're a child, you know? Literally. <laughs> Just, like, if, grow okay. up. I think we literally talked about this in the last episode, yeah. but I'm still, I'm still fuming. I'm Men, still fuming about that story. So if you didn't hear, go check it out. But yeah. we were talking about somebody who got weirded out by finding a STI swab test, swab test in a girl's room and he left because he assumed that she had a sexually transmitted disease. Ugh. Oh, riles yeah. me, really right. does. Like, it's just so dumb. No, just... Oh. Yeah, so definitely any STIs, you should be, like, super open about that. And mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable being open about that, I think there's, like, a lack of comfort with that person, which I feel like you need to have to yeah. have like, a good time. And if you have um, an STD, you should be telling people oh yeah if you're about to have sex and you haven't had it sorted um well you shouldn't really be having casual sex i don't think if you have a boyfriend then i think it's probably different and it's your choice but you do have to be open and honest about it i think definitely because there's some like like why would you not tell someone it's just really weird Mm. um i'm kind of intrigued how you feel about like discussing just like past sex life Mm. like would you want to hear that i don't think i would you know really I, I don't get this whole list thing. 
I feel like I, I think I'd I'm be just, I'd almost be curious to see. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with seeing the number. Yeah. And I I think there's some things that you'd probably want to know, mm-hmm. but I do think sometimes it can take away from your original impression of someone if yeah I don't know I feel like for me I just find it really interesting and I'm all about the gossip so I'm like tell me everything do you not get a bit weirded out no it literally like unless unless I really fancy someone and then I might get a little bit but yeah then not always it depends on the person Mm. but I think usually I'm just like I don't think it's necessary to discuss absolutely not necessary but Uh, I think if yeah, it can be kind of funny. And I feel like if you hear too many details, it's going to, like, affect how you think about yourself. Yeah, and it'll and weird you weird. out. And Also, I don't think it's... I think sometimes if you have a feeling that somebody's so much more experienced than you, it's going to make you feel really inferior and bit yeah. overthink everything. Definitely. Yeah, when, I think it does lead to more mess yeah. if you do know, actually. Just kind of generally be on, like, an equal playing field and then... Yeah, because if you don't know anything, then yeah. you don't... Like, bring your assumptions into it. Exactly. That is very true, but I'm still here for the gossip and kind of want to know. Who doesn't? <laughs> um, but, yeah, in answer to that question, definitely disclose if you have any STDs. But, like, with the idea of it being necessary, it's absolutely not necessary. Not like, necessary. your sexual history. Just do what we... Just say what you're comfortable with. Don't pressure people into, like, telling you anything they don't want to tell you. No. But... Not at all. Yeah. So, moving on. Me and my partner of three years used to have great sex, but then it started to hurt for me out of the blue... I've been to the doctor and they can't find anything that's wrong, so I think it's a mental issue. What can I do to help? So, pain with sex is not uncommon and can be caused by different things. For women, pain can be around entrance to the vagina or deeper in the pelvis or both. This is something that the doctor would assess during discussion and examination. One explanation can be called... <laughs> looking forward oh, to getting this. Wow. Uh, looking forward to you getting to this word. Vestibulodynia. <laughs> Wait, I've got an idea. Vestibulodynia. There we go. That's the word. That's the word. <laughs> um, so it, that can be the condition, um, which is pain around the entrance to the vagina, and this can be overlooked or mistaken for other conditions. Men can have penile pain and testicular pain. The mind and body both need to be in the right place in everyone for sexual response to take place. The brain is also a sexual organ, and if it is distracted by other experiences such as pain, then this can be an effect on the sexual response. I think you should go back to your GP if this is still persisting and explain how long it has been going on and what the impact and what impact this is having on your life and your relationships, even if nothing has been found before, and be reassessed. So this is, like, a lot. <laughs> mm. It is a lot. I actually don't think it's as common as people think it is to have pain during sex. Wait, you don't think it is? No. I feel like it's really common. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. Sorry, did oh, I wait. phrase that badly? Yeah, I thought you meant, okay. like, it's not... Okay, sorry, yeah. I don't think... Page. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think it's as uncommon as people think yeah. it is. That's what I meant. Yeah, I think... Because it's not... Again, it's not something really people... Like really but nobody wants about. to be like, oh, it really hurts. Like, like how was last night? It's like, it really hurt, actually. Really, really hurt. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's just, like, not a thing. But I don't see why it wouldn't be. If you're going to talk about sex, you should probably be like, mm. There oh, is. Like there are a lot of reasons why it might be hurting. Yeah, um, 100%. Definitely, if it's a mental issue, talk it through. Yeah, again, like, I think 
therapists can specialise in that. Because mm. it can be like a lot of stuff goes into like how you're feeling about sex and that kind of thing. Yeah, sometimes there could be a past trauma that you're not aware of at the time yeah. or there can be a lot of issues yeah. surrounding... I, I, I think it's really interesting the way she said that the um, that the brain is a sexual organ. Yeah, 100%. Which I don't think people understand enough. Even in terms of just, like, arousal and that kind of thing. Yeah. Your brain has to be, like, there. Well, you know even what I mean? when you're drunk, like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, boys, that might affect more, but, you know, like, it is a thing and people 100%. don't talk about it. Yeah, I think that's a really, like, good thing to kind of note. Um, but you've got to be, like, there. And, like, is there anything going on in your relationship that could be causing this? Actually, yeah, definitely. Um, I think maybe... Does your partner know what's going on? I think that's really important. And then talk to a professional. Yeah, talk talk to your partner about it. Because um, it's going to ruin your sex life. Like, if yeah. you if it hurts, you're not going to want to have sex. Yeah. But there's other stuff that you can do that's not actually... That is very true. Sex. This is very heteronormative. Yeah. So, and boring. There's and many boring. other things there, There's many do. other things. <laughs> Penetrative sex is just a very small... That is very true. If you don't fancy dealing with the problem, yeah. you can get around it. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's ways. You know, do a bit of research, you'll be yeah. fine. But it is definitely worth looking into the issue um, and just communicate it. Yeah, Even definitely. if you and your partner go together, maybe... Yeah, I think there can be a lot you can both yeah, learn from You it. could do therapy together or you can both get... I'd say probably both get checked out first maybe yeah. both go to the gp and yeah just be very open and honest about it i think it's so i think it's really good that you have a partner because then you have like an immediate like support system there mm -hmm. anyway so yeah just make sure they know and you can talk to them and all that stuff but and yeah. it'll be fine right shall i go on to the next one yeah um does it count as sexual assault if you can't remember okay so it sounds like you are asking a question about consent the sexual Offences Act in England and Wales was changed in the past few years to make some changes around the matter of consent. Being able to give permission or consent is the key issue here. The law was give, was strengthened to protect people in situations where the seeking and the giving of consent may be in question. The issues to consider after a suspected sexual assault relate to health and to whether you wish to involve the police. If you are worried, then have a discussion with your GP or in a sexual and reproductive health service, even if you are not sure exactly what has taken place. It may be helpful to have a discussion on testing for sexually transmitted infections and pregnancy risk. There is a section on Leeds Sexual Health website, but obviously you can check this out on any area that you're in, about sexual assault. This is tricky because it, when you can't remember, I'm assuming it's some kind of drunk related drunk thing yeah um it can be tricky because it's hard to know what position you were in at the time um yeah i think uh the kind of the idea about getting tested and doing a pregnancy test is really important because if you don't remember you don't know like whether you protected yourself so i think those are the things that you yeah. need to consider immediately after it's happened so you need to look after your physical body so mm -hmm. think about if you're pregnant you or you if you used contraception or if you actually well I guess you can't remember so if you're not on contraception probably do take the emergency pill yeah and then obviously go to sexual health clinic get yourself tested you can probably talk to them about like talk what to them about to it because um 
but, al- but also make sure that you do the full test, I would say. Yeah. Just because you can't remember, get blood tested as well. Yeah. Um, if you know the person who you were with that night, speak to them probably and be like, what happened? Definitely. Um, I think it's something really, really hard to come to terms with and you need to accept if it's affecting you mentally. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Which I think can be the hardest thing because particularly if you were drunk, it can be quite hard to it, it's not black and white i think especially because you expect like if you don't know what happened or like that kind of thing mm. it's hard to like accept the experience and then go and like get the help yeah um i think again the idea of having a support system there so like find a friend or like a family member who you can like talk about what you do remember and how that made you feel and all that kind of stuff i think is really important the other thing is it's not black and white uh, i feel like as humans, generally, we want to put everything into a section. Like, it was this sexual assault or was this consensual? It's probably, obviously, I can't say from a, from this situation, but you may find that it was kind of either way. Even if you gave consent, it makes you feel horrible now because you can't remember it, and that yeah. is mentally gonna kind of f you up a bit. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of okay. Yeah. But if you know the person, go speak to them and say it did weird me out yeah and I don't feel comfortable with it yeah can we just like, and, talk about that yeah can we just talk about it and just be like open about the fact that you feel weird about it yeah I think it's really important to remember that just because something's not factual doesn't mean that it's not how you experienced something your emotional experience is something that is not fact it's something that you if you experienced it then it, it is a fact to you yeah. and don't go into anything being like accusing um but yeah if you want to talk about it just say i experienced it this way and this is how i feel about yeah. it that is if you know the person obviously if you can't remember then you might not even know who it is in which case a friend is probably the best person to yeah. go to or a family member if you feel comfortable about talking to your family members i know that sometimes that can be hard though because yeah. a family member has a very deep love for you so they may be more inclined to take it to an extreme and be like get the police involved when you might not want to i think just find someone you trust i think speaking about it is the most important thing clearly like you've asked about it it's bothering you definitely accept that it's bothering you like acceptance is so key so key yeah 100 percent. and i think like maybe at this stage unless you want to deal with it legally it doesn't matter whether it's sexual assault or not it's more just like how you process it from yeah. this point onwards yeah. like obviously it does matter and you might need to be validated in that way to kind of accept it but yeah just talk to people and then like look after your physical body as well i think yeah and just take some time mm-hmm. and eventually you will feel better even if it it does mess you up right now. Yeah. Um, and we are sending love. Yes, away. please look after yourself. Please look after yourself. Um, um, and if you were too drunk, it's like not your fault or anything like that. Like, these things happen, I think. Yeah, I feel like if you people get drunk and that stuff happens, they feel like they don't have mm-hmm. a right to say that it... Yeah. If it was a, a case of sexual assault or even rape, if someone is drunk, I think sometimes they feel like they can't mm-hmm. say that it was because... Yeah they can't remember or because they put themselves in that situation so they don't have a right but they do you still do but and you still have a right to be emotionally hurt by it yeah exactly so let yourself be emotionally hurt and then just please look after yourself yeah (laughs) lots of love next one midway through sex i sometimes get really dry is lube my only option so 
This matter may affect men and women differently. The female sexual response can include the production of fluid from the glands around the entrance to the vagina, which can help to lubricate the vagina. But this response can be very different in different people. This fluid can get used up during sex. Having a dry skin condition affecting the genitals could also have an impact. I would suggest that you make a GP appointment to discuss this and be examined. There are many different lubricants available. Some are water-based, some are silicon-based, some have additional chemicals in for play and enjoyment or maybe oil-based. Try different types of lubricant without additional chemicals. This may be helpful. Oil-based compounds can weaken condoms so beware i think yeah, the oil-based thing is really important because i've heard that a lot very important um, i didn't know that it's weird that they can even sell them if they're damaging to condoms like that seems yeah without like, like a really big warning yeah being like like don't don't also i thought it was interesting that um they're saying about how the fluid can get used up during sex because i never really like even considered that would be a thing but like if you think about like the no. way the rest of the body functions of course that's going to happen yeah like although i guess your saliva never gets used up <laughs> no, but, no, but I feel like it. I feel like it does sometimes. You know, when you get um, when you're like really thirsty. That's very true. I feel like you don't have a lot of saliva in your mouth then. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I do I do still find it kind of hard to talk about it in a uh, very yeah. scientific way without yeah, finding it kind of funny. So I think we're still like. I mean, I think everyone. You never grow out of the fact you're a bit like tee hee tee vagina. <laughs> Literally, it's cool. Yeah. yeah, I think that's good advice. I think lube is always the answer to anything. I feel like it doesn't get used enough as well. Yeah, I think there's definitely a stigma around. Around. Kind of, because yeah. I think guys take it as like an insult. Really? I think so. Oh. I can like I don't know. I think. I like, I do I do kind of see that. Yeah, I, I understand where they would be coming from. But anyway, yeah, I feel like lubricants are your friends. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think I've had this conversation with my friends, and we have like a fist of heart in our group between the people who are very pro lube and the people who are like, I don't see the point. I... And it's like it was a big. I think my friendship group will debate anything really intensely though, because we're very like. But most condoms have lube on them anyway. That's don't true. They? Yeah. So people are always using lube. Well. Hopefully you are. Yeah. Always use condoms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one is interesting. Something I yeah. don't really know anything about. Gentle warts. The stigma, will I have to tell a partner that I have them? Is there a cure or will I always have them? How do I get rid of them? So this is a this long, is a long answer. So bear with me. Get a me. snack. Yeah. Get a drink. <laughs> Make some tea. You know, we're going to be here a while. External genital warts are due to the human... How... Papilloma. Oh, I know this. The human papilloma virus. That's the HPV. one. HPV. HPV, for short, which is a big family of viruses. Do you want to have a go at the next word? Ooh. <laughs> wow. Verruque. Verruque. Should we wait? Oh, that's like, is that like verrucas? But like... Bear with, bear with. Verruque. Yeah. Yeah, smashed it. Um, are caused by a type of HPV as are warts on the hand. The types that are likely to live around the genitals are generally the low-risk types. Some high-risk types are associated with changing, changes leading to cancer, but this is very unlikely with external genital warts. Genital warts are very common, but because it is not discussed very widely, then those affected often think that they are the only ones. The virus can live in the skin for 
an unknown period for, of time and then appear as a wart. So it can be almost impossible to know when the virus has been transmitted. Treatments focus <laughs> on clearing the external warts, but the virus can persist in the skin and could reoccur as a wart. The treatment and the body's immune system could also clear the virus, but there is no way of measuring this. The key thing to remember is that having genital warts will not do you or your partners any harm. They do not affect sexual function or fertility. If you suspect that you have genital warts, then please make an appointment to the sexual health clinic. Occasionally, there are other conditions that look like warts but are not, so it's important to have the correct diagnosis. At the Leeds Student Medical Practice, we can offer a treatment and follow-up for warts to are registered patients once they have been seen by a GP with additional expertise in sexual and reproductive health. But I am not the person I'm not in a position to say that every other GP practice could be able to initiate this as it depends on the service they offer. The treatments for external warts, external genital warts are not the same as the treatments for verrucas or hand warts. Oh my god, so much information. So there. much information Never asked that. I I think so helpful. The most interesting thing about what she said there was that they are quite common. Yeah, I found out recently that ninety five percent of people carry the um, carry the like virus that causes them, but not many people actually get them. Wow. So like anyone that's having sex has probably been exposed to it. How crazy! Wow. Um, okay. So yeah, I think there, there's definitely a stigma. I feel like the word doesn't help. Yeah, Water is such it. an Ugh. ugly word. Such an ugly. So and you, you add genital word. in front of that, and it just makes everything. That's a shocker in it. Yeah, <laughs> genital warts is just. It's just not a, a good name. Shocking it name. Like, it literally, if it was called HPV. HPV, it would be fine. It yeah. would. Yeah, it, it's just like genital warts. Genital warts. It just sounds so gross, and it's. That'd put you off sex for life, man. It really would, but. Also, interesting. The stigma. stigma, We are properly going into it. Sorry. But really interesting that it doesn't have any harm on you or your sexual function or fertility. Yeah, I think obviously it's scary to get. Like, if you. I feel like it just like put you off a bit. Just make sure that you have the correct diagnosis. I think is the main thing. Hundred percent. Go to your GP if you think you have any kind of STD. Like. Yeah. Um, and particularly if you're in Leeds, you can get it sorted. You're going to be fine. I definitely say you can't. Yeah, you have to tell your partner. Oh, definitely. Like, unless... I don't think that you can catch it. Also... Oh, I don't really know. I, <laughs> I was going to give medical advice. I was, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I was just going to say, I feel like they'd know. Yeah, that's true. So you know how to get rid of them now, which is the main thing. Yeah. But... To get them frozen off. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a nice <laughs> procedure, but you're going to be fine afterwards. Yeah, you'll survive. Um, I, I, don't think I think that your partner's probably going to know. I don't want to go into the nitty-gritty, but I feel like they'll probably know. If they don't know, then... If they don't know, then... <laughs> Drop him. If <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know, you don't need him. Yeah. Oh god. And that's yeah. another thing, though. On a serious note, if you don't feel comfortable discussing that with your partner, then indeed you need to have a bit of a look at your relationship because you there's probably yeah. something a bit deeper going on there. You do need 100%. to be open and honest about those yeah. things, no matter how embarrassing. Oh. It's very liberating to have that kind of relationship. Yeah. Although it says every partner, so it's oh. not one single not one, one partner it'd be like that <laughs> but it's it's a difficult conversation to have but it, it's mm-hmm. the same thing if you have a sexually transmitted yeah. disease you should be discussing it with whoever you're planning Definitely. on having sex with and it's so like it's not fair for you to have sex with someone knowing you could give them that yeah because once you know that's just not fair yeah so just get them frozen off particularly yeah, exactly. if you're in needs you're going to be fine exactly right as rain I have acne on my bum and it makes me really self-conscious 
what can I do to get rid of it? I do actually know quite a few people who get acne on their bum. Oh, really? I was going to say I've never heard of this. Really? Yeah. It's quite a common thing. Oh. So, the GP's response. This could be acne or sometimes it can be ingrowing hairs as a focus of infection. These problems would be treated differently and so it would be good to see your GP for them to examine you. Different approaches may be advised depending on what's going on. Ingrown hairs, I have experienced. Man. Nightmare. Not my bum. No. uh, Yeah. Have you, like, bikini line? Bikini line. And I had one in my armpit once. That was, like, the worst I've ever had. That I... Okay, (laughs) this is really gross, but... I love popping spots. So I've got one under my armpit, and it was a really nice moment for me. That is shocking. (laughs) Yeah, no, that could not be me. Really? Also, because they hurt so much. Oh, no, they do do kill. I, I, I like... I don't really think I like popping a spot. Sometimes it's like it needs must. Yeah. Ingrown hairs. I'm just thinking about them. Oh, they hurt. They really hurt. Really? Like, really hurt. I don't think I've ever got on my legs. No. They're kind of... They're chilling. fine. It's more the bikini line. Yeah. They're... Yeah. Nasty. And you have it's to... So gross. Yeah, you have to get them out because otherwise... Yeah. But I feel like you should probably... I wouldn't recommend doing it yourself because yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be a mess, an infected mess. An infected mess, exactly. But, but the acne thing is. I wouldn't. Yeah, the acne on the bum is actually a lot more common than. Is it? Yeah, I know a lot of people that do struggle with that. Maybe I think I part of it might just be because I find that I used to get cystic acne, mm-hmm. and mine got worse because I used to go to the gym and I used to have like tinted moisturizer or something on. Mm. And it was more because I was getting, like, hot yeah, in that yeah. area. And if you think about it, you're sitting oh, on yeah. your bum all day. You, I'm assuming you're wearing some kind of trouser. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you are, anyway. Um, if you're at home. Yeah, I mean... I mean stuff out. Fair enough. But, you know, if you're in the library, then, you know... Yeah, probably save You're going to get a bit cold. But you probably are going to get spots because it's going to get a bit hot. Yeah. It's going to get a bit sweaty. That makes sense. It like it's a bit gross but like just spots anywhere are but like yeah. I also on the bum I, I wouldn't really worry about it you know? I think anyone who's got to the point of seeing a bum if a I, couple of spots put them off then really they put they them sh- in the bin yeah put them in the bin <laughs> but um, definitely go see a doctor because if yeah. it's something that you genuinely feel really really self-conscious about and I do really get that because I used to have cystic acne and it yeah. can be so it's one of those weird things where you don't almost don't want to leave the house yeah. because you feel so yeah, 100% weird about it I feel like, like so I, ugly I never had like full on I had like acne and I but I used to have it on my chest and back yeah and I was like a teenager yeah and that was like the worst like I was just like I didn't want to yeah you don't want to like have like a tank top or anything so I can imagine like on your bum yeah because bums are the best so like you don't want that no exactly you want to you want to feel confident yeah. about your bum so definitely that, go see a doctor there's so many treatments yeah. that you can get um it doesn't have to be extreme you don't yeah. don't feel like the only answer to acne is racutane because yeah. I know that loads... I'm, like, a bit scared of it. Yeah. Um, and I know loads of people are. Yeah. But definitely go think... see a GP. And don't be embarrassed about yeah, going to see say. a GP about it, because I know it could be a bit, like... I always feel... When I went to see a doctor about having acne... Yeah. I felt a bit like, oh, they must get people who are genuinely injured, and I'm being like, oh, I've got a few sports, like... Yeah, but And like I went injury. to one doctor, and I have to say I didn't have a brilliant experience, because... Yeah. He was more... He was quite like, you've got a few spots, just get on with it. Rather than... That's horrible. But then I, I changed, and I went to see a dermatologist, and she 
really, really helped me and was really sympathetic and gave me so many more options. So definitely, if you don't get the response that you want from it, go check out what you need. They're yes. there to help you. And there's definitely going to be someone who is interested in acne. Like yeah, There exactly. are people interested in all kinds of stuff. So there's probably someone yeah. who's really interested in acne. In, in bum acne. Bum acne, <laughs> exactly. Like, it, no, think, area, oh, but... It's like definitely not like you don't inherently have to be self-conscious of it but the fact no. you are just means like get it sorted like there's definitely there's loads of things that you thing. can do well hopefully it's not and that's a shame that you feel self-conscious about your bum <laughs> but it's gonna be fine yeah exactly yeah um so that's all the questions that is the last of our dilemmas say, like, that's all of them there was a lot there and there, there was, was a lot answers yeah um, um but we hope that the gp gave i feel so i've learned so much from this i've learned so much as well and thank you so much for being so open and honest it does so open like it it. really helps what we're trying to do because we are i feel like these past two episodes we've been really trying to spread a positive feeling towards sex yeah and just like bodies and all the weird stuff we do yeah um and embracing the weirdness as well exactly always embrace the weirdness. yeah and be open about (laughs) how weird and we all are yeah and it's funny and just be okay to like talk about it so should we kind of do the roundup of the week yeah so what was the point that's so rude so the point is I hope we have helped you yeah to the best of our abilities whoever sent in questions hopefully you kind of got the answer you wanted or needed yeah and definitely go see a GP because this is very very general advice and I think yeah, most of the answers we did say go see a GP literally because... anything even if you think it's a tiny problem like I know there's kind of a bit of stigma about going to see a GP because of like the NHS situation and all of that yeah but like literally just don't let it stop you no because we are so lucky in this country that we are able to just go see a gp so true i would so have never gone to see a doctor if i had to pay for that no <laughs> i'd be dead by now yeah. so make advantage take advantage of yeah. it yeah i think definitely some key things is having a good support system for anything like that yeah and accepting it and not mm-hmm. being afraid to say that you emotionally felt something yeah definitely about all of the things really like anything yeah um and be able to be open with people you're having sex with because yeah. if you can't then it's then, a good sign that you shouldn't really be having yeah. sex with them. Yeah, because if you don't feel comfortable, you're not going to have a good time. I already said that, but yeah. I feel passionately about it. <laughs> and I think the main thing that... I think both of us, when we were talking about it before doing this show, yeah. that um, we've learnt... Because we have learnt quite a lot about yeah. ourselves and just generally about the way that I think everyone views sex. I think it's that there has definitely been a push to be so sexually liberated that you feel like you should be having sex all the time. Yeah. When it needs to take a step back, I think. Not a step back necessarily, but I think the most sexually liberal thing you can do is have sex when you want to have sex. Yeah. Don't have sex when you don't want to have sex. Don't get, like, into the uni culture of, like, hooking up drunk because it's, like, weird. That's, like, it's unnecessary. Yeah, I feel like you quite... Some people love it. But if you're the type of person that doesn't, don't be afraid for that to be a thing. Yeah, I agree. And just be very okay with how you feel about any kind of sex that yeah. should or shouldn't be happening. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a really good kind of thing to take away is just, like, listen to yourself rather than, like, outside sources. Whatever you want to do is the most sexually liberating, liberating thing, thing that you possibly can yeah. be and just be 100% confident and okay in it yes which is easier said than done but it's something i think everyone can work on yeah at some point 
sort of thing. So yeah. And once you get to that stage, you will feel amazing and yeah. you won't regret anything. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I think everyone really... has had regrets in that area yeah. and it can be really emotionally yeah, hard to deal definitely. with. Definitely. Yeah. I agree with you. So is that everything? Yeah, so before we end the show, just want to say we have a very exciting next episode coming up. We yeah. have, we can announce this now, yeah. we have the um, YouTuber Beauty Spectrum, Molly. Leeds-based. Yeah, Leeds-based. gal. She goes to um, Leeds Uni Arts. She's yeah. doing her foundation year. Yeah. Um, and she's going to come in for our next episode that we're recording on Sunday. Yeah, we're just going to have a chat about like loads of different things, what's going on in her life and all that kind of stuff. We're going to get back to our usual structure, structure finally. at last. So we're going to be doing our rants. We're going to be answering your dilemmas. Yeah. We're going to be just having a chat also about like interviewing her kind of thing about YouTube. Yeah, she's what such an interesting person. Such an interesting person. to kind of dive into. Yeah, so if you have any questions or dilemmas, rants, anything, you know what to do, go hit up our bio in our Instagram, which is overshare.podcast, or if you want to email us, it is overshare.contact at gmail.com. Yeah, we're also finally getting good at being active on Twitter. Yes, we So if you're a Twitter person, because I feel like people are either Twitter or Instagram people. Yep. We're Instagram people, but we're making ourselves Twitter people. Yeah, we're having um, a go. At Overshare Leads to get some updates on there. Yeah. Uh, so tune in we are on the Apple Podcast app and SoundCloud so make yeah. sure you go ahead and subscribe and give us five stars or yes. leave us a review because we love reading them definitely thank you very much for listening hopefully you got all the answers you needed yeah and we're sending lots of love and positivity out yeah definitely I think we did a good job yeah. so thank you for listening bye bye